I want to speak to you from the subject. Can you see small signs? Can you see small signs? At long last, the drought and famine were to the end, and Elijah began to pray fervently for rain. He instructed Ahab to go off to the side someplace to eat a meal, for there was the sound of a heavy rain. First of all, let's talk about Elijah. Elijah, what we talked about was being flexible enough to hear God when God speaks. I understand. First of all, God told Elijah uh, to tell Ahab it was going to rain. It wasn't going to rain for three years until the sound of his voice. Then he told uh, 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 Elijah to go hide from Ahab. Then he told Elijah to go back and present himself before Ahab. Then now he he told Elijah to call fire down to burn up an altar. Then he told Ahab to tell, then he told Elijah to tell Ahab, look here, it's going to rain. So he went through all those different things. Why? Because he was sensitive enough to hear God and understand that if you can hear God's voice, he'll tell you exactly what he wants you to do. So anyway, he says, I hear the sound of a heavy rain. While Ahab did as instructed, Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel. There he bowed down to the ground and put his face between his knees, praying and crying out to the Lord to send rain to end the drought. Arising, Elijah sent his servant to look toward the Mediterranean Sea, right, for rain clouds. But the servant saw no cloud. Now catch this. The servant didn't see a cloud. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He just said he heard the sound of the abundance of rain and he don't see a cloud. Nobody saw a cloud. Nobody saw a cloud because nobody left. Everybody was standing around. They didn't care that they had just got their hair done. Huh? They didn't care their makeup was beat down. They, they, they didn't care they had on their money shoes. They, they was out there on the mountain standing there in the dryness because they, they, they didn't see a cloud. But, but, but Elijah said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Why? He heard it in the spirit. And the problem with church folk is we got to see everything right away before we can actually know that God has already given us the victory. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. He already knew what God told him, so he didn't care that he didn't see rain. He sent his servant to go look and check. Yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. He said, go seven times. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Seven times doesn't really mean he went seven times. It just means he went time until he saw it because seven is the number for completion. So he could have went eight times or nine times. But the, 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 the moral of this point is when God tells you something, believe he's going to manifest it. You know why some of you all haven't received the blessing God has ordained you to receive? It's because you don't really believe that it's been given to you. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, he gives it to you in the heavens before it manifests on earth. Call those things that be not as though they were. Come on somebody. Thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's already done in heaven. Your blessings are already there. You just got to have enough faith to call it to manifest down here. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And you got to hang around people that can allow you to pray. What did he tell Ahab? He said, Ahab, go on and go get something to eat. Right? Because he knew Ahab was carnal. He didn't want Ahab in his presence when he went to pray. Sometimes you got to tell some folk around you to go eat. So, you know, I, I got to pray to God. Just go eat. I'm, I'm, you're singing at McDonald's. Go, go, go get something to eat. Really, just get away from me. What Elijah is doing is giving himself room from the carnal-minded man. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. 
He said, look here, go get something to eat. Go get some milk and cookies. Just give me some space so I can seek Jesus. Y'all missing that. Y'all missing that. Some of us miss our mark because we keep hanging around people that distract us and keep us from hearing what God is saying. Every time God tells us something, they got something else to say. Go tell them to go get something to eat. That's a polite way of saying, get away from me. So, so now he sent him to go get something to eat and he's praying. And what? The reason why he's able to pray is because he has a servant that's freed him up. Y'all missed the point. He was, the reason he was able to see the cloud finally come is because he had his hands between his knees. He was able to stay in a posture of prayer. Be careful of people that don't give you your space when you got to see God. Oh, can I talk to the preachers, to females, and the males, and the deacons? If you have a person in your life, and you ain't already put a ring on it, and you say you got to get your sermon together, you got to get your word together, you got to go seek God, and they don't trust you enough to give you your space to seek God, you better run from the hills and leave them alone, because you won't be able to be all you can be. If you got somebody so possessive that they won't let you spend time with God, Oh, yeah, y'all, y'all thought y'all was coming for some patty cake today, then. No. He, he was able to keep his... But can I talk to some preachers? Because preachers, I know you watch me. Stop using deacons or trustees or ministers that don't free you up. If they bring you every problem, why you need them? That's just an extra person to talk to. If I got to talk to you and the person with the problem, I might as well fire you and talk to the person with the problem. Why do I have you if I always got to talk to the people? Preachers, some of y'all are tied up and you really can't see what's going on in your church because you keep going to see everybody that's sick. Yes, go see some of the sick people when they're in a detrimental place. But if your deacon there, you there. If you and your deacon got to go, what you got a deacon for? You need to be freed up so you can pray and see. Even though, even though Joshua and Caleb and Aaron and Ben-Hur would go and fight, they understood that even though they were winning, if they started losing, they would see Abraham getting tired. They would drop their swords, run up to the hilltop, and hold Moses' arms up to make sure that he could see what was going on because they understood their victory didn't come because they were fighting. Their victory came because the man of God was covering them and they understood that he was the undercurrent or the wind beneath them that causes them to rise and they didn't tie him up they freed him up to see what was going on I don't need leaders I'm talking about, I heard this and I heard that well handle it you, you feel me you, you've got to understand, leaders, <clears throat> stop worshiping idol of you. Because some people are so arrogant, they think they're the only one can do something. So they are hire Reverend Walden and won't let Reverend Walden do what Reverend Walden need to do. They are hire an accountant and want to count the money every day. Why are you asking me how much money it is? You the accountant. 
preachers, leaders, free yourselves up and understand that God has sent you people to help you. If Elijah wasn't able to stay in a posture of prayer, the rain wouldn't have came because he wouldn't have been in God's face. Some of you all want the preacher in your face, but you really need to want me in the face of God. Y'all don't hear me. Remember the centurion soldier, he went to Jesus and said, I need you to heal my servant. And Jesus, and he, he said, I'm going to go heal him. And the servant said, no, you don't have to go there. You, I say this and I say that and people follow me and I'm under authority. You are the authority. If you speak it, they'll be all right. The servant could walk and move. And I'm sure the servant, maybe the servant didn't even understand that he was healed because his leader was in the face of God. Some of you all are healed because your mama is in the face of God and she's been covered. You. Some of y'all are here because grandmama is in the face of God covering you. You mad because she didn't answer the phone, but the reason why you're not locked up is because she was praying for you. See, y'all want folk that's always in your face. I want somebody that's in the face of God. Oh, y'all don't hear me. <laughs> He's heard it in the spirit. Everybody was comfortable for three years. It didn't rain. Look at here. He told, then when he finally said he hear the abundance of rain, it was only one little cloud. The size of a man's hand. Even if it was the size of Shaq's hand, that's a small cloud. Talk to me, talk to me. See, I was going to ride my motorcycle, but my app said it was 48 degrees. Of course, that's a lie. But anyway, it's sunny outside. Now, you, you already been outside. It's sunny. People in your cars, I know you're out there. Look, now what if I go outside First of all, they only saw one cloud the size of a man's hand. That's a small cloud. I go outside right now. Man, y'all need to go home and get y'all umbrellas. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Y'all be like, hey, y'all, we need to get a new pastor. He's crazy. <laughs> Even though it's several clouds. But what did they do? They left when he said leave. You know why? Because God had given him credibility. They had already seen him cause a drought because he said God wasn't going to rain. Now look, he on, the, he on the nation's hit list. This man was sustained through the pandemic, through the coronavirus. He still came back looking healthy. He, he, he couldn't call uh, Uber Eats. He couldn't call Grubhub. He couldn't go to Whole Foods. He couldn't go to Food Lion because he on the hit list. So he couldn't even go to the grocery store. But he was sustained for three years. Couldn't go outside. Didn't get caught. Then he came up, challenged 850 prophets of Baal in front of the king that wanted to kill him. And he called fire down when they had already prayed all day and couldn't do nothing. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Now he's saying it's going to rain. They're going to leave. Why? The reason why God has put you before challenges is so people can know who you are in Christ. The reason why, he see, God is setting the stage in your life. You looking at these problems like they really problems. No, it's a stage. It's a scene in your movie, in your life. Oh, y'all missing what I'm saying. See, see, Elijah went... Didn't really, they didn't really know who Elijah was until he called the drought and caused, and caused the, the, the fire to be burned up. They didn't know who David was until he killed Goliath. Huh? They didn't know who Gideon was until, he, until the walls of Jericho fell down. 
They didn't know who Samson was until he pushed the pillars. Wait, they were all in the midst of problems. Stop looking at your problems like they are curses. They are stages set up so drama can come in your life. So when people come to see the drama, they see your victory. Then he has all the witnesses to see your come up and your breakthrough and not your demise. See, see, people ask me, why you still talk to your haters and you know they hate you and, and you still forgive them and you talk to them because they just a scene in my movie. Why would I get mad at Denzel Washington because he was killing folk on training day? It's a movie. It's, it's part of the script. It's, it's already written. And so God says he's the author and finisher of my faith. So why should I get mad at you? Because you just a pawn in my story. You don't hear what I'm saying. God told me he prepares a place for me in the presence of my mama. Huh? Hold on, hold on. In the presence of my daddy? Oh, hold on, hold on. Did he prepare a place for you in the presence of your cousin them? Your boo? No, he prepares a place for you in the presence of your enemy. Can you notice that small sign? That's a small sign in your life when God allows enemies to come at you like a flood. You better know you're about to get blessed. God. Allows drama. See, even though we kept the homeless for 17 weeks, even though we might have been on the news a couple of times, they didn't say news at 11. Newbies Grove has 17 weeks of homeless. That doesn't sell. If somebody shoots somebody up somewhere, ooh, news at 11, everybody want to go. Oh, man, let's go see. You heard what's going to happen. I'm going to see what happened because everybody want drama. And God is allowing some drama in your life to bring some witnesses to get glory out of your life the same way he got it out of Elijah. Everybody came to see, man, put on your good suit, girl. Look, this joker talking about he going to call fire down on the altar. Mm -hmm. Girl, let's go see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, you know he going to die today. Man, girl, he pouring all that water out. He did. I'm thirsty too. I might kill him. Poured all this water out, and we ain't drank nothing in three years. And he pouring all this water out on the altar. What's wrong with him? He crazy. Sometimes God puts you in peculiar situations to make sure he gets glory. You know what? They told me we couldn't have but two of these buildings, this building and a little building over there. They didn't want to sell the big building. But God told me to go walk around the building in the middle of the rain. I had my Ugg boots on, and I was walking around the building claiming all three buildings, put an offer in. They said, you crazy. They called Trustee Shaw. True story. Called Trustee Shaw, said, your pastor crazy. What in the world is he doing? He out here walking around the building. We only want to Sell two, we ain't selling him three. The devil is a liar, and they call me names. They didn't call me a prophet. They didn't call me an apostle. They didn't call me a man of God, but they called me some stuff. And then about a month or two later, they called back to Shaw and said, we hear God now. God did say release those three buildings to you. Why? Because I saw it in the spirit. And the minute they started talking to me, I understood it was a small sign. Can I get the graphic up here, or is it too light? It's too light. Is the graphic too light? Never mind. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's too light. I can talk about it at the end. No, no. Do what you do. You, you answer me. Good. So, so, so the, the thing was that the, the, the thing, the crazy thing was when God told me to go walk around the building, I knew it was ours. Now, if he would have told me to walk around in the sun, maybe I would have thought it was me. But I know good and well I didn't want to walk 
myself in the rain in the middle of the night walking around a building with them puddles and mud. Walked around and claimed it because I saw it in the spirit. And the fact that they were talking to me was sign enough they were going to give it to me. You cuss me out, but at least you talking. <laughs> yeah, if sister girl cuss you out, you still got a chance. It's when she stopped talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she stopped cussing you out with what you did, she gone. <laughs> yeah. See, old school people know about that. They know when they wipe foot of them, they happy. If they did something wrong. So, so now he, he has his head between his knees. He's prayed, and now rain is coming. He kept, his, he kept praying until something happened. You know how old schoolers say, push, pray until something happens. I used to think, and I used to exit text. I think well, another prominent preacher said the same thing I said one time, but I'm changing my opinion. I used to think that Job didn't have as much faith because he prayed the same prayer all the time. Why are you praying the same thing? Don't you believe God had it? He wanted to make sure he stood in God's face every day about his family, every day about what's going on. What are you not in God's face? for that you want. If you want it, stay in his face and I bet you he'll give it to you if it's in his will. It was in God's will that the rain come but Elijah still had to pray. See, some church folk could tell you that if God really wanted you to have it, you wouldn't have to keep praying for it. Well, Elijah didn't care if it rained or not. That's what God wanted. He went exactly to do what God wanted him to do, and God called it to rain, but he had to pray. You got to watch and pray. Faith without works is dead. So stop thinking that even if it's in God's will that you're supposed to have it, that you don't have to pray. In fact, if it's not in God's will, you ain't going to get it anyway. He prayed. That's why I got to talk to my preachers too. I'm teaching you right now when you exegete the text, stop going straight to the commentary. Because one of the commentaries I read said that the rain, he already heard the storm coming from the east already was coming. It was, they could hear, if he heard the storm coming, what are he praying for? If I got $100, well, I'm going to pray for God for $100 because I need exactly $100. If I got $100 in my hand. If they heard the rain coming, why pray? There was no cloud. And if it was coming, why would he say a cloud the size of a man's hand is coming? See, 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 this is what I love about Elijah. Elijah, see, God's voice gets smaller as you mature more. Can I say something? Even though some people got a mask on, you can tell when they mean mugging you. You can tell when they smiling. Even with their mask on, because you can see it in their eyes. Nonverbal communication. You can tell when somebody listens to you without even opening their mouths. Right? Body language. Are you close enough to God that you can see his body language? Ooh. Cause come on, can I talk to can I talk to the wives? No, let me talk to the husband. Can I talk to the husband? Because y'all, y'all, y'all got y'all dudes normally. They, we might not communicate when y'all ask us questions, but if something wrong with us, we usually say what it is if you ask. Right. But, you know, you ever ask your wife or your lady, you all right? And they say they cool, but you know they mad about something. 
You might just leave it alone because you don't really want to get into it since they gave you a pad to say nothing. But you know, it really ain't nothing. It's something. Even though they're not saying something wrong, you know they mad. Even though they're not expressing it with their mouth, it's written all over your face. What? You don't have to say a word. That's what good news and bad news. Huh? God told him to go by the brook of Shereth. And ravens would feed you. God told him to go to the widow's house. God told him to go to Ahab. God told him to flee Ahab. God told him to go back to Ahab. God told him to call fire down on the altar. But God didn't say nothing about when the rain was coming. He prayed and he said, go look by the sea. Seven times he went. Probably was more than seven times. Again, seven is the number of completions, so it could have been five or six times. I don't know how many times it was. But he kept going back and forth until he saw it. God didn't say nothing. Stop looking for the audible voice of God. God rarely speaks to you audibly. Rarely speaks to anybody. You might not ever hear God's words audibly, but you got to be able to see the signs. He saw the hand. Esther, God isn't mentioned in that text at all. Esther and Esther, he's not mentioned at all. But in Mordecai, when he said, you were called for a time such as this, she saw the sign. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. He got swallowed by a whale. That's a big sign. <laughs> but he got the point. <laughs> and he went. You know what I'm saying? Can you see the signs without God talking? Can you see the sign without God saying anything? So now you got to be flexible. So now he says, go leave. And they left because he said it. They left because he said it. Even though it wasn't raining. Because God built credibility. Do you know the hell you're going through? God is trying to build credibility in your life. Because people don't like a boring story. People don't like to listen to people that ain't never been through a struggle. If you're even rich people sometimes don't listen to other rich people that was born with a silver spoon in their mouth because they understand that you don't really know how to get the wealth. It was just given to you. I want somebody with a story. That's why you shouldn't get mad at your haters because your haters are your stepping stools and help you get where you're going. If it wasn't for my haters, I wouldn't be on the planning commission. Everybody wrote this letter talking about I'm stealing money and I'm doing this, sent board minutes to the city council and to the Commonwealth attorney and everybody. And one day, one of my deacons asked me to go to this party on Saturday. I never like doing anything on Saturday because I'm ready to get into the word and make sure my mind is ready for preaching. So I rarely do stuff on Saturdays. But this time I went because God kept saying I needed to go. I went. The first person I saw was who? The Commonwealth attorney. And he said, you know what? Your people crazy. He said it. I didn't. He said your people crazy. They talking about you stealing money. They sent me board minutes. And did you order an audit? 
For real? I said, yes. He said, ain't nobody in their right mind going to steal money and order an audit. Has, has they done, have they done an audit before? I said, I don't really think they've done a real audit before. I think they did summaries, but now it's an audit. He said, well, I, I know you good. Go away. He didn't say go away, but I went away because I didn't want to be a part of no way. So I called my digger, hey, man, I beat you here. I'm ready to go home. I'm dipping because I, I was here. I saw what I'm supposed to see. Now I'm gone. Then I get a call from city council. Wow, we read the board minutes, and you really handled that very well. We want you to be on the planning commission. I didn't even know what the planning commission was. I researched, oh, this is a, this is a position people fight over. See, you got to stop getting mad at your haters because your haters are a part in your story that's going to let you get blessed sometime. If they didn't write the letter about me, I wouldn't be on the board of review. I wouldn't be on the planning commission. That gives me great credibility as a real estate broker now because I, anything that goes on in the city, I see. I assess builders to see how much they worth. That looks good for Maxwell Realty, but I wouldn't have it if it wasn't for my haters. I love my haters. <laughs> Every now and then you got to buy your haters some cake or some cookies or something. When I was an assistant principal at, at, at this ghetto school, I would be putting a lot of kids out because I believe that everyone should have a free and equal education, but I don't feel like anyone should impede that education. So if you in a gang and you bullying folk and you doing this, See, that's why your letters don't scare me. I had folk bringing guns threatening me, so your letter, plus I can write. So, so the, the superintendent, listen to this sign. The, super, the assistant superintendent, every time somebody complained, she would come down there and kind of, she chastised me, and then she figured out I had it together. Okay. Then she started emailing me. That's a sign. They about to make me a principal in a minute. You know why? Because now she ain't even coming to check on me. She just emailing me to make sure I send her the paper trail. Then she started calling me and joking. Man, what happened this time? I know you got together. Would we'll be joking with me. Became a prisoner at like 35 years old. Quick. Was only teaching for like six, seven years or something like that. I forget. But, 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 but I became a principal quick. Why? Because my haters was hating on me. And I understood it to be a sign. Y'all don't hear me. Because when my enemies start coming at me like a flood, I know God won't let them overtake me. And I remember when the boy with the epileptic cedars in Mark chapter 9, when he went into convulsion, he went into convulsion when Jesus was right there. So every time I saw somebody about to get a breakthrough in the Bible, they had went through hell. Joseph went to jail. Come on, somebody. David's father didn't even acknowledge him when he got anointed. So when my haters come at me, I know my blessings coming. You get mad at the story of your life. If it wasn't for the problem, there would be no need for you. Your problem is the stage set for God to build your credibility. Nobody listened to Elijah when he first said it was going to rain. It wasn't going to rain. Nobody listened to Elijah when he was getting fed by the ravens. Nobody listened to Elijah when he said fire was going to come. But when it came... They listened. They stayed there and they heard the voice of God. You know why haters come at you in church meetings when you start passing again? It's so they can know who you are and so you can know who you are. They didn't know who I was. The people kept attacking me at church meetings. He made it through it again. That's Maxwell. Y'all don't hear me. 
People will know who you are when you go through hell and endure it. What I'm trying to tell you is stop getting mad at your story. God is the author and finisher of your faith. He's writing your own unique story. And you get blessed at the end. He says, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Thoughts of your prosperity of an expected end. He already expects you to win. Before you was in your mother's womb, Jeremiah, I called you to be a prophet. I already knew who you were. Stop getting mad at the story. God has written your story to make sure he draws all men and women unto you. They gave me a job because my hate is lying on me. Mm. Elijah was sensitive enough to hear God anytime God told him to do something. And that's why God glorified himself in and through Elijah. I'm going to tell you a story about how I I saw some signs. Hey, put my, put my graphic back up for me. So I saw some signs because I, 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 I thank y'all too for, for working with me. The, 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 the crazy thing about it is this, this young girl wanted a corn dog. We was at Six Flags. First of all, I didn't even know they sold corn dog. But for some reason, this was her first time going to Six Flags. How she know a corn dog was there? It must have been the Lord. So, so, she, so she's saying she wanted a corn dog. And so I see this one. And I... Don't we, man? I saw this kind of heavyset guy. I said, if it's a corn dog here, he know where it's at. I said, hey, man. <laughs> hey, Mr. Six Flag Worker. Hey, hey, they got corn dogs here, but it's all the way on the other side of the park. Now, this dude gave some good directions. We on one opposite end of the park. We had to go all the way to the opposite end. He said, all right, go down here. You'll see this sign over here, and it'll say, it's this ride. And when you see the Batman ride, get on the cable cars. When you go across the cable cars, go here. And go here. And then all these signs he kept telling us to follow. And I followed all the signs. And then all of a sudden, I got to the place where I didn't see the ninja ride sign. The ninja ride sign, if you go to Six Flags, you will know that's the smallest sign in the park. I'm looking for the little ninja ride. I'm like, I can't find the little, I don't know where it's at. Man, we done been 30 minutes, we ain't going to get this corn dog. And all of a sudden, I saw the small sign. The ninja. And we kept walking around just a little bit more, and we found the corn dogs. But you know what I realized in the last sermon? It really wasn't that I'm looking for the corn dogs that's already there. God was giving me how he deals with us. The little girl was us. I represented God, although I'm not God. Although she wanted a corn dog because that was the desires of her heart, and God wanted to give her the corn dog because he wanted me to have a word for this year, even though this happened years ago. Come on, somebody. This happened when I was in Atlanta. So then I had the little girl, but what am I doing? I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. No pedophiles going to touch her. Nobody going to pick her up and kidnap her. Nobody going to do her wrong. I done took her from one side of the park all the way to the other side of the park, and that's what God is doing in your life. He He's walking you through the valley of the shadow of death. That's why you should fear no evil, because God is with you. His rod and his staff shall comfort you. You're still here. The coronavirus killed somebody by you, but you're still here. Do you see the sign? In the pandemic, you went bankrupt, but you still eat it. That's a sign that God still wants to use you. Hey! Other people.
people lost their jobs, but you still working. Maybe you did lose your job, but you still eating. You still living in your house. You ain't got evicted. You haven't got foreclosed on. That's a sign that God is with you. Stop despising moments when you go through hell. God is building character in you. He's getting the chafe out of you. He's building you up. He's showing you who he is and who you are in God. Ask David. If it wasn't for Goliath, you wouldn't know David was David. Ask Samson. If you didn't, if you didn't meet the Philistines, you wouldn't have known Samson was Samson. Hey, ask Gideon. If it wasn't for Jericho and he screamed the walls down, they wouldn't know who Gideon was. Y'all don't hear me. What you going through that looks so bad is a sign that you ready because God will never let you go through anything you can't handle. He'll never put more on you than you can bear. If you're going through it, he's setting you up for a comeback, not a failure. He's setting the stage. Everybody watch Scandal because Scandal had drama. Everybody watch How to Get Away with Murder because How to Get Away with Murder got some drama in it. Everybody want to see who's going to win between King Kong and Godzilla. Drama. He's setting the stage so that he can have witnesses to glorify himself through you. 850 prophets came against Elijah all by himself. Everybody thought he was going to die. David couldn't hardly even hold up the armor of Saul. Took the armor off. Went and grabbed five rocks to go kill a big giant with a, with a sword. I'm sure they're like, he's going to die today. David saw the sign. Bad as one hit my hand. They were talking about that for 40 days. Only reason David was there is because his dad told him to take some milk and cookies to his brothers. He got there. Nobody was fighting, not even the king. And then David immediately said, hey, what's going to be given to the man who killed this Philistine? I didn't kill lions and bears by myself. Who is an uncircumcised Philistine? He didn't kill nothing about no giant. He done killed a lion and a bear with his bare hand because his dad been given no tools. He had to make his own weapon. His dad didn't give him a sword. He was a child that nobody won't. They anointed David in the presence of his brother. They didn't even acknowledge he was supposed to be king. Saul, Sam, Samuel, you can't see. You picked him. Oh, man, you're a false prophet. Some people wondering why God picked you. He picked you because everybody thought you shouldn't be picked. He gets his glory out of you when you don't look like you're going to make it. People would be betting on me. I should get some of the side money. They said I wasn't going to last a year here. He ain't never pastored before. That church get rid of pastors all the time. That's what they told me. They betting on me. Where my money at? I won. He ain't no pastoral experience. Daddy not a pastor. Uncle not a pastor. Nobody around him a pastor. They're pastors now. Not my dad, but some of my uncles are. But they weren't called before me. 
everybody thought I was going to die. Everybody thought I was going to fail. They wrote letters on me. And I always say I ain't applied for a job since 1997, but I got to give a confession. When Green Forest asked me to apply, I did because y'all were getting on my nerves. But then when the Commonwealth attorney, the mayor, Colonel Scott, everybody came to make sure I was all right because somebody had lied on me. Come on, somebody. That was a sign that I need to stay where I'm supposed to be. Come on, somebody. You got the congressman asking you, are you all right? The mayor of the city making sure you're not trying to leave. You got, yo, you got delegates making sure you're all right because everybody knew what was going on before I did because all the information was going to them. And God was letting me know the same way you was walking that girl through six flags, I'll walk you through your pastorate. I'll walk you through your life. The same way you took out to get a corn dog. The same way I guide you and protect you in all your ways. God has your back. He has your back. You just keep wanting. You just keep wanting to do it your way. Elijah went to Ahab when God said go. He ran from Ahab when God said run. He went back to Ahab when he said go back. Ain't there a lot of going and coming? Go fight the prophets of Baal. By calling fire down. Put some water on it. Put some stones on it and put some water on it. What is God telling you that don't make sense? See, some of you are not blessed because you keep trying to make sense out of what God telling you. He done told you to stop leaning on your own understanding, especially if your IQ ain't but 50. I just had to throw that shade in there. That was me. They had nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. That was, that was totally me. <laughs> but what I need you to understand is this. God would take you to do stuff that doesn't make sense. That's why it's hard to be around me because I do stuff that don't make sense. I ain't trying to make sense. I'm trying to hear God. And if you can't hear God with me, shut up. I don't care what I think, so why should I care what you think? Y'all missed that. I don't care what I think. They said you only can sell two buildings. They only want to sell two buildings. No, God told me I'm supposed to have all three of the buildings. Trustee Shaw was getting nervous because them was his friends. <laughs> Trustee Shaw was like, man, you sure? Yes. You know, they kind of get mad. I don't care. I know what you're trying to say. They're my friends. But God told me to, to take, he told me, I took the whole board before. I took trustee, but God told me to only take Shaw. I didn't even know Shaw was friends with the people. The only reason they were talking to him and communicating with me because it was Shaw. They would have cut me off in the beginning. But God was ordering my steps. And he said, ask for three and not two. And Shaw kept saying, they don't want to say a three. Yes, they do. They just don't know it yet. It didn't make sense. I'm talking to all my workers right now, all of y'all who are around me. Stop trying to make sense of what I do or you ain't going to make it. It ain't supposed to make sense. Just do what I do and follow where I go because I don't have time to pull you along if you're in my inner circle. I love y'all. <laughs> I do. But I love God more. And I can't have distractions around me going into this new season. God, 
is a God that's about to bless you right now. He is. I'm talking to some people right now who are on the cusp of a breakthrough. But you keep looking for a big sign. Can you see the small sign? Can you hear his small, still voice? Can you hear him in the midst of his silence? Can you find the small signs? You're still here in the midst of a coronavirus. That should be a sign for you. Huh? Some of your friends have, have, have been murdered and dead and gone. When they was going to rob somewhere, you didn't go, and some of them got killed and went to jail. That's a sign that God has had grace and mercy on you. Let me take you the difference between grace and mercy so you can start using them the right way. Start using them the right way. Mercy is God not doing to you what he should. We should go to hell, but he has mercy. That ain't grace. That's mercy. I know we said grace, but it ain't. It's him not doing to you what you should receive. Grace is him empowering you to do something you shouldn't be able to do. I shouldn't be able to pass. I ain't never passed before. But you know what? I'm dumb enough to know I got to trust God in every decision I make. I didn't know the traditions of church. I was in church, but I wasn't in enough of the minutiae to understand the tradition. So that's why the tradition don't hurl me back, because I don't know nothing about it. I, I, God said do this. I don't know what y'all talking about, but this is what he said. Light a candle if you want to. I don't care. Just do this. <laughs> Grace is giving you the power to do something you shouldn't be able to do. Elijah outran the chariots. I know, I know Jesse Owens outran the horse, but that was like 40 yards. This joker ran 13 miles. That's a half marathon. He outran horses. <laughs> God gives you grace to start your business in the pandemic. He gives you grace to survive even though we're about to go into, uh, uh, even though we're in almost like a light recession. He blesses you in the presence of your enemy. That's grace. I don't invite my enemies to my party. But if they come, I don't send them away. Because I know I'm getting a bigger blessing. Can you find the signs in this? Anytime the enemy comes at you like a flood, that means God is about to bless you. Because the devil is trying to convince you that it's not your season. Whenever your season is coming, the enemy coming at you even more. You know why? Because the devil can only kill, steal, and destroy. He can't create any more demons. So he has to be wise with his resources. So now that Gene Jar is about to get blessed, oh, I'm going to send the demons over here. Because I ain't got time to be messing with somebody who ain't about to get something. That's a sign. When enemies come at you, God has something better for you. But you just got to be patient and flexible enough to receive what he wants to give you.